This episode of The Nurse Keith Show is sponsored by Tufts Medical Center. Hello, experienced OR nurses. Tufts Medical Center is offering a $10,000 sign-on bonus for your expertise. Tufts OR is a fast-paced, high-acuity, level-one trauma center that performs the full scope of adult and pediatric surgical specialties. Join the world-class OR team at Tufts to enjoy growth and development in your professional practice while being rewarded for your experience. Visit TuftsNurses.com to learn more. That's TuftsNurses.com to learn more. And I thank Tufts Medical Center for their generous support of The Nurse Keith Show. What are the symptoms of nurse career attention deficit disorder? And how can you treat this common condition and get your career back on track? Let's talk all about it right here on episode 336 of The Nurse Keith Show. Hey there, this is Nurse Keith. As always, this podcast is about you, your personal professional development, your career and the healthcare system as a whole. And I'm here to share education, ideas, diatribes, and informative interviews with some of the most inspiring people from the worlds of healthcare, nursing, entrepreneurship, medicine, technology, and beyond. And today, it's just you and little old me. I'm doing a solo episode here for you, just chatting directly in your ears about some stuff that's on my mind. I love having you along for the ride, and thank you from the bottom of my podcaster's heart for being a part of the Growing Nurse Keith Nation. Speaking of the Growing Nurse Keith Nation, I have a very special request. If you find value in the podcast, like many listeners do, please consider becoming a valued patron at patreon.com forward slash Nurse Keith, something that some listeners do choose to do, and I'm so grateful to them. Creating more than 300 episodes does incur some costs, and your support means a lot to me. And right now in 2021, I'm asking for 100 regular listeners to pledge $2. That's $2 a month for 12 months. It's less than the cost of buying me a cup of coffee, and you can rest assured that I'm not going to inject any extra caffeine, sugar, or empty calories into the show, just more and more audio awesomeness for you as we head towards episode 400 sometime in 2022. You can always pledge more and get some awesome stuff in return, but $2 a month would be amazing. So head over to patreon.com forward slash nurse Keith to show your support for the show. And you can also support the show by supporting Nurse Keith Coaching if you need some help with your career. I've completed hundreds, almost 2,000 holistic coaching sessions with nurses and healthcare professionals from around the world. Shoot me an email at keith at nursekeith.com and schedule a complimentary chat. And if you mention the show, you get 10% off your first coaching package. The show notes for this episode will be at nursekeith.com forward slash the word episode and the number 336. And yes, today is a solo episode, no guest, just me. And I'm here to talk about a blog post that's made the rounds on my blog over the months. And it's called Five Actions for Overcoming Nursing Career Attention Deficit Disorder, NCAD. And I would like to talk about this because I see it in a lot of nurses and also non-nurses, actually, to tell you the truth. And I think it's an important thing to address. So we do admit that we live in a super fast-paced 21st century world. That is a given that is not going to change. And the rate of change and the rate of 
mm, intensity around us will continue to increase on many different levels and different spectrums of life. We have the pandemic, of course, which is still occurring now in 2021 when I'm recording this in the almost the end of the summer. But we also have many other factors at play, political, social, cultural, etc. And it's pretty easy for a hardworking nurse like yourself to experience what I call nursing career attention deficit disorder. And when this occurs, you lose sight of your goals. You lose sight of your dreams. And instead, you become kind of distracted by everything else in your life, which is easy to happen. And it happens to me, let me tell you, happens to me every day. You've got kids or you have aging parents, or you have disabled family members, or maybe you have a disability yourself, or like me, you're, well, we're all aging, but as we get older, certain things happen and we may, might have more medical stuff of our own to take care of. We might have a home, we might experience a divorce, deaths. There's so much going on around us, not to mention all the cultural movements that impact us as well. Black Lives Matter, um, gay and trans rights. There's so many things happening around us that we want to keep our finger on the pulse of, but how do we do it? And also keep our career on track and keep our finger on the pulse of our career. We can feel pulled in so many simultaneous directions. And if we're running around like chickens with our heads cut off, we really can't give our career due diligence. We hopefully show up at work, we make our money, we treat our patients, we do everything we need to do, we take care of our kids and all our other responsibilities. However, if we're losing sight of what it is we truly want, then NCAD, Nursing Career Attention Deficit Disorder, can be turned around. We can tame our distracted minds in the interest of our careers. So let's say you're a member of what is sometimes called the sandwich generation. You've got, like I mentioned a few minutes ago, school-aged children, and you also have aging parents. And I've known many people in this particular situation. That is not me. My son is almost 40. Uh, my parents have all passed away. So I don't have those dual responsibilities that many of you do. So tending to your garden, the garden of your career, when you're in the middle of the sandwich generation, that is a really tough place to be. And if you think about the ways in which we are just absolutely barraged with information, think how many emails you have to go through a day, or maybe you just ignore them. Um, that's possible for some people. Think about the ways in which social media enhances your life and also think about how social media sucks away your time and your attention and you're always picking up that phone to check your social media feed and phone calls, voicemails, Zoom calls, bills, Netflix and streaming video that takes your attention, the news and politics and world politics and the situations all around the world that take your energy. And there's just that one more thing to think about all the time. Just the other day, there was a pretty enormous earthquake in Haiti, and I have some family members by marriage in Haiti. So I have an investment in the well-being of people there specifically. And 
that's been hugely on my mind. And my friends in Jamaica who are dealing with tropical storms and hurricanes and my, my, the people I know in Haiti. So whatever it happens to be pulling at you, if it's COVID, you have to think about, hmm, how am I going to do anything else? How am I going to focus on my career and my personal development? Do I have time to read a book? Can I make time to have fun and play? Do I have time to put on a uh, Zoom exercise class or maybe go to a yoga class or get a massage? That, that may cause you to laugh, ironically, because you don't have time to do those things. But those things are actually really good for your career. When you take care of yourself and you focus on yourself, then you might start to think, hmm, yeah, I'm, I'm starting to feel better physically. I'm taking care of myself, eating well and exercising, and I'm I'm reading books and I'm feeling intellectually and creatively stimulated. And hmm, where's that one sticking point in my life? Oh, oh, it's my job. Yeah. Maybe now I have the energy to look at my job and say, hmm, maybe there's something I can change here. So for you who are in the millennial generation, and I have many friends and colleagues in that enormous and what I think powerful and amazing generation, they're the first that are not expected to do as well as their parents economically. There are some who are doing quite well, and perhaps this generation is the one that's really going to turn this around. I mean, they think about what they face, climate change, something none of us barely thought about when we were children, if we were born in the 40s or 50s or even 60s. You know, we may have been on our radar, but think of how these children and the generations coming after them, think of how these people view the world because of what has been created before they were even born. So how do you plan a life and career when the cost of living is outstripping your ability to bring home enough to make ends meet, to start a family or buy a home, for instance. And when you feel like the world might be collapsing around you due to um, uh, pandemics and climate change and ongoing war and unrest around the world and around our country. So nursing career attention deficit disorder doesn't just mean your career is overwhelming you. It can mean that everything around you is overwhelming you. It can make you feel like your life and your career are teetering on the edge. And I'm recording this in August of 2021. And about, let's see, 17 months ago, maybe 18 was when the pandemic, the coronavirus, the COVID-19 pandemic really started to come to our attention as, as a world. And think about the energy and time and resources and worry and anxiety that this pandemic has forced upon us. It's foisted it into our lives. Did we have those particular concerns? Do we have in in the past? Did we worry about having enough masks? Did were people hoarding toilet paper? Were people being so careful and not going out and not trying trying not to come in contact with other people in their airspace. Think about what that has done to our ability to attend to the other things in our life. How the COVID-19 has become such a focal point for so many people, for entire societies, for countries, for continents, for the world, for organizational and federal bodies who need to focus on that. So 
in the midst of all of it, how do you even think about your career? But I can tell you, so many nurses and healthcare professionals are thinking about the careers because they're calling me and emailing me every day. And they're saying, hey, I need some help because something is amiss and it's time for me to make a change. So can you create space in your life for working on your career and working on your personal development, the things that can make you shine, the things that can make you learn more deeply about yourself, even if that feels like an impossible task to undertake, making room for such is so important. So if you make the choice to do what's necessary in order to move the needle and re-engage in the active development of your nursing career and your professional life, you're truly taking a step in the most powerful direction you possibly can. So when you feel like there's no time for anything superfluous, that can actually be a hint that maybe there's other things that need to be set aside so that you can focus on what's more important. Will others think that, you know, going on a weekend workshop or going on a vision quest or taking a meditation class and telling your family, hey, I'm going to be busy for the next hour and every Tuesday night from now on. So please leave me in peace so I can take care of myself. Will the world stop turning? If you pay your career and your personal and professional development, just a little mind. And it sure can feel that way. It can feel like everything's going to fall apart. But you know what? For the types of people who are drawn to nursing, and we know who we are, we like to fix things. We like to take care of others. And we often will ignore our own needs so that we can care for others. I just saw a cartoon the other day. I can't remember where it was. It was probably on Instagram. It was two nurses in a nurse's station. One nurse had a had a sword that had gone through her head or her neck, and she was walking around the nursing uh, station with this sword stuck in her. And the other nurse is saying, hey, are you okay? Do you need to take a break? And she says, no, I'm just fine. I'll do this med pass. You know what I mean. And that bleeds over into our personal lives as well. And it makes us ignore ourselves to our own detriment. So NCAD, Nursing Career Attention Deficit Disorder, occurs when you're overwhelmed with information and overcoming that sense of overwhelm takes discipline. It takes focus. It takes a desire for change, whether it's committing to your self-care, committing to the job hunt, updating your resume, and in the end, it's a choice. And then we have to take concerted action to bring that choice to life. So when we come back from the break, I want to talk about my five actions you can take for your nursing career to overcome nursing career attention deficit disorder. Stay right here with me. We'll take a quick break to thank our sponsor, bring you a few messages, and we'll be right back for the second half of episode 336 of The Nurse Keith Show. So now we're going to take a pause for the cause for just a moment. 
I have an important message from our generous sponsors at Tufts Medical Center, which I'll add parenthetically, is located in the glorious city of Boston, Massachusetts, where a number of my beloved family members and dear friends, and admittedly a piece of my heart, happily reside. Tufts is a world-class healthcare organization with world-class nurses. Tufts is growing, and they're looking for excellent nurses to be a part of their future. You'll find rewarding nursing opportunities in many advanced care settings, such as critical care, med surge, and OR, where you can practice alongside other expert professional nurses. Not only is Tufts MC one of the nation's most prominent academic medical centers, it's also a place where your voice as a nurse will be heard and appreciated. Isn't it time to bring your expertise to Tufts Medical Center, where you'll be valued for your input and respected for your knowledge? Nurse recruiters are waiting to talk to you about their immediate openings in critical care, med surge, and OR. Visit tuftsnurses.com to get started. That's tuftsnurses.com to take your nursing career to the highest level. And I thank Tufts Medical Center for their generous support of The Nurse Keith Show. Please consider becoming a patron of The Nurse Keith Show, just like other listeners who value the show so much that they're willing to give just a little bit each month to support the work we're doing here. And now in 2021, I am making a special request for 100 regular listeners, that's you, to pledge $2 a month for a year to help support the show and keep things moving along. $2 a month is less than buying me a cup of coffee every month, and you're going to get some great audio awesomeness in return for your generous support. So head over to patreon.com, that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash Nurse Keith to show your support for The Nurse Keith Show. And finally, if you know someone who could benefit from career coaching with me, please consider referring them. And if they become a paying client, you receive credit for an hour of coaching with me and there's no expiration date on that credit. So you can keep it in your proverbial back pocket until you need it most. And remember, you can refer as many people as you like and continue to accrue those coaching credits, which I think is an amazing deal. Those are my sincere asks of you, and I want to thank once again Tufts Medical Center for their generous support. So now let's dig back into today's topic. Hey, and welcome back to the second half of the episode. And again, my great deep thanks for the generosity of our sponsor of this episode, Tufts Medical Center. Please remember the show notes are located at nursekeith.com forward slash the word episode and the number 336. Just before the break, we were talking about nursing career attention deficit disorder, NCAD. And we were talking about all the things that get in our way, all the things that make us feel so overwhelmed and moving so fast that we can't actually take any stance or take any steps to make anything happen because we feel like there's just no space. So here are five actions for your nursing career that are going to help you make the choice to do what you need to do to move things forward. It all depends, of course, what you want to accomplish and how do you know what you want? You have to think. 
You have to brainstorm. You have to dream. You have to allow yourself, your creative mind, your your right brain to go wild and just explore the possibilities and then let your left brain look at what's actually possible or how you would go about manifesting that particular destiny you are looking at. So here are the bones of my five-part career action plan for the nurse with NCAD. The first is you need to open your mind in order to take this first step of paying more attention to the development of a career you have to be open to the possibility that your career deserves a shot in the arm that you deserve a change and it needs to become enough of a priority that you're going to commit to it and commit to what needs to be done some people need a career coach like myself to do that others can do it themselves without that type of support and i recommend you go for it so once your mind is open to the possibilities a little light can begin to shine through the cracks. And that is so true. I've seen it in so many people, including myself when I was burned out and I didn't know what to do. And I didn't know how to move myself forward and create a new life for myself that was more livable for me, that fit with the kind of lifestyle I wanted to live. So number two is a big one. It's the first step in the nursing process, which is assessment. How can you make a change without first doing an assessment? So you need to look at yourself in your career, and there are many tools you can use to do so. I mentioned career coaching, and some of the tools that I use in career coaching that you can make use of yourself without ever contacting me at all, one would be a SWOT analysis. And SWOT stands for Strengths weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. So you can tell that strengths and opportunities are positives. Those are positive things that we can assess to say, hey, what are my strengths? What are the things I bring to the table? And how can I market myself within the job market to find a position and an organization where I can feel happier and more fulfilled? Or how can I become a nurse entrepreneur and utilize my strengths and leverage them that way? And opportunities are also positive. While strengths are internal, these are your attributes that make you great at what you do. Opportunities are external. These are things on the outside, like, oh, they're hiring at such and such an organization that I really admire. Or there's lots of opportunities for, let's say, legal nurse consultants to make a good living. And that's what I would like to do. And then on the other side, on the negative, we have weaknesses. We have the things that are our liabilities, the things that can stand in our way. Like we, um, we're not terribly ambitious and it's hard for us to make a choice or decide to do something and move forward. Or we're not very assertive at work and we let people trample all over us. And then threats. Threats are external while weaknesses are internal. Threats might be that there's a hiring freeze in the hospitals where you would like to work. Or threats might be that maybe you have a disability and the worsening of your physical health, for instance, is standing in the way of you being able to do the type of job that's really fulfilling. Or maybe a threat is the pandemic that you don't want to go out there and work in the midst of a pandemic. So a SWOT analysis can be a very, very useful tool. 
And deciding where it is you want to work or live, that has a lot to do with what I would say are your values. What's the type of life you like to live? And what are the values that are their underpinning of who you truly are and the choices you make? And there are four domains of Schwartz's theory of personal values. You can look it up and there will be a link in the show notes. And those four domains are openness to change, self-transcendence, conservation, and self-enhancement. And those four domains are worthy of exploration. So openness to change has to do with being willing to look at what's around us and see that I really need something different in my life. That value is important to me. Now, in Schwartz's theory, they might call that hedonism, but they don't mean it in a pejorative sense. They mean hedonism, meaning pleasure, like having pleasure in your life, bringing things into your life that have meaning for you and make you feel good about yourself. Self-transcendence, on the other hand, one of the other four domains of Schwartz's theory means benevolence and universalism, looking beyond the self to the greater world. How do you want your values to be reflected in the life you live and what you do with your life? No, conservation has to do with security, your customs and traditions, the things that are important to you and keep you grounded. Maybe your, your family, keeping everybody safe. And conservation and security has been very important throughout the pandemic, hasn't it? Now, the fourth domain of Schwartz's theory of values is self-enhancement. That's where you want to move forward. That's where you want achievement or power or moving into a direction where you you have a better grasp of who you are and bringing yourself into the world in a very powerful way. Maybe moving into a new professional trajectory or getting a raise or getting a promotion to director of nursing or chief nursing officer, for instance. So those areas of personal values and values can drive and motivate us to make the choices we make in life. Very important to assess. Another assessment to make is your self-esteem. And there's something called the Rosenberg self-esteem scale. It is a very simple scale. There'll be a link to it at openpsychometrics.org in the show notes where you can take an online version of the Rosenberg self-esteem scale. There's only about 10 questions, but this is a very highly regarded evidence-based score that you will receive to give you a sense of your self-esteem and how you feel and how you look at yourself in the context of the world. A few of the questions in the Rosenberg self-esteem scale are, or they're statements actually. One is, I feel that I am a person of worth at least on an equal plane with others, and you either strongly disagree, disagree, agree, or strongly agree. Or another one is, I feel I do not have much to be proud of. Or on the whole, I am satisfied myself. Or I feel useless at times. And again, this is an evidence-based self-esteem scale. I highly recommend following the link in the show notes to take a look at that for yourself because it is so, so very important to your personal development to understand how you really feel about yourself. 
And if time is a challenge, I recommend one exercise. You can keep a diary for 14 days and record how you spend every hour of each day. You don't have to take a lot of details, but this can help you be more conscious of where your time is going. And have you ever done that exercise where you write down every penny you spend for, let's say, 30 days? It can be incredibly enlightening and actually a little bit disturbing to see where your money goes. Well, let's turn that around and let's see where your attention goes. Are you spending six hours on Facebook a week that you could actually spend on, let's say, updating your resume and learning how to use LinkedIn? Do you spend three hours playing video games that you could spend doing other things? Is that possibly what's going on in your life? And if you did that, what would change? How much time would you have to work on the things that are really becoming important to you in your life right now? So then you need to formulate a plan once you've done your assessment. If Facebook's where you're hemorrhaging time or Instagram or wherever it is, or watching TV, can you make a commitment to cut down those hours you spend there? And this is a matter of time management. You can even put app blockers on your phone or computer so that you can't use certain apps during certain times of day. And you can also log your social media time. So keep track of it so that you don't use more time than you really have time for. Your plan might include, you know, researching DNP programs or PhD programs or learning anything that you need to learn in order to move forward in your specialty. And you know, there are only 24 hours in a day and it takes a conscious effort and you may need accountability to keep you on track. That could be me, it could be a friend, it could be a colleague, a family member, your spouse, your child, anyone who can hold you to what you have committed to do to take care of yourself and move your life in the direction you want to move. And then you want to take action. This is your intervention. Once you have a plan, once you've made a commitment and created accountability structure around it, it's time for action. And whatever you've committed to, it's time to operationalize it. And then, just like the nursing process, once you've initiated some change in your life or your career, you have to evaluate and reassess and say, hmm, okay, I've gathered all this data. I've diagnosed the problem that I have nursing career attention deficit disorder, and I'm not paying attention to the things that are important, and my time's being sucked away by other things. I created a plan, I intervened, and now I need to look at if I made any progress. Just like a patient who told you that his pain level was a 10, you initiated your plan, you intervened, and then he tells you, mm, the meds did the trick, my pain is now at about a three, I can go to physical therapy. That is a great intervention. So it's the same with your career development and your personal development and your action plan. If you don't get the desired results, like a client of mine recently said, you know what, I tried LinkedIn and it was a total waste of time. But when I went and looked at her profile, it was empty. There wasn't even a picture and she only had 22 connections. She had no idea how to build a profile. She had no idea how to authentically connect with people on LinkedIn. And now we're turning that around. So you have to look at the things you've been doing, whether they're a good use of your time or not, and then find the help, support, and accountability to make that happen. And finally, you need to believe that you deserve it. You have to make no excuses. 
and take no prisoners when it comes to getting rid of the things in your life that are standing in your way and focusing rather than being scattered all over the place with nursing career attention deficit disorder and you work hard to become what it is you want to become. Time and attention can be in short supply in our 21st century lives, just like I said earlier. And we all seem addicted to being busy. And that's that's a four-letter word I try never to use because it's like an excuse for inaction. And why should we make excuses for inaction when we can just take action? So at a critical point in your life, in your career, decisive and forceful activity might be called for. So ask yourself these questions as we close here. What level of importance does my nursing career hold for me right now? From where am I going to summon the strength of will to do what I need to do to focus my attention and move things where I need them to move? Who or what is going to keep me motivated? What will I do if my plan doesn't produce the desired results? And am I willing to do whatever it takes, take no prisoners, make no excuses, to make my career sing the song I want it to sing? The future's unwritten, folks. Take out your pen, take out your laptop, get out your whiteboard, plot your journey from where you are to where your heart of hearts wants you to be and take the first step. Well, there you have it. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Nurse Keith Show. And remember the show notes where you can find all of those assessments and links that I mentioned will be at nursekeith.com forward slash episode 336. You'll also find information about our sponsor, Tufts Medical Center. I hope you feel uplifted and empowered from this episode. And I hope you take some inspired action right now, or maybe in an hour, if you have nursing career attention deficit disorder in deference to your personal and professional growth. And if you need holistic career coaching, look no further. Contact me at Keith at nursekeith.com for a complimentary consult. Mention the show, you get 10% off. Mention nursing career attention deficit disorder, you'll get 15% off. Please become a patron of the podcast at patreon.com forward slash nursekeith. That's patreon.com forward slash nurse Keith. I thank those of you who have already done so very recently. The Nurse Keith Show is a proud member of the Health Podcast Network over at healthpodcastnetwork.com. The show is adroitly produced by Rob Johnston of 520R Podcasting and Mark Cappiespeason is our stalwart social media ringmaster. I'm grateful to Rob and Mark for keeping the wheels turning in the right direction. And I'm grateful to George the Cat who is spread out on my lap at this very moment. And he says to go have some sardines, dig in the dirt, eat some grass, and take a nap. Be well, dig deep, seek joy, keep in touch. And George says, eat those sardines. This is Nurse Keith saying adios till next time from beautiful Santa Fe, New Mexico. Catch you on the flip side.